Does your life match the potency of your prayer? A powerful question from leadership coach Sigrid Tassis. Join me and Sigrid for an inside look on the inner workings of a leader. In this episode, you'll learn about the responsibilities that come with the leadership title, what's missing in leadership today, why we need to focus on leading from the inside out versus the outside in, the importance of self-responsibility and what that looks like, the true process of integration and what it really takes to dive into the inner work. Sigrid Tassias is an embodiment and leadership coach, speaker, and author of the book, Intimacy Within, host of the top-rated podcast, Sacred Leaders, Humanitarian, and Modern Medicine Woman. She supports mission-driven entrepreneurs and coaches to amplify their impact in the world from the inside out and bring more depth to their legacy through embodying their deepest truth and alignment. Through her private and group coaching programs, ceremonial retreats, and live experiences, Sigrid is known for creating initiation containers, where she supports her clients and students to become the embodiment of their true mission through doing the deep inner work. She merges a wide variety of coaching and healing tools and modalities and is known for her non-BS yet deeply compassionate approach. Her work has impacted thousands of people and has been shared across hundreds of platforms around the world. Now, if you dig this podcast, please be sure to share it with a friend and drop a rating and review on iTunes. All of your downloads, ratings, and reviews will help get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. Now, it is time to learn about Embodied Leadership with Sigrid Tassias. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, changemakers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Potent Truth. And today I have another dear sister of mine joining us on the podcast. And this woman, she does similar work to mine, 
Um, but she also has this incredible, incredible journey with plant medicines. And I know I've shared a bit of mine and I'm excited for her to share how she incorporates that into her work and into her journey. And we're going to be talking about all things leadership today. So welcome to Potent Truth, Sigrid. I'm so, so excited to dive into this conversation with you today. I am too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It just, it's, it's funny because we've been in each other's space for a while and we just really connected this year. And, um, I really didn't realize how similar we are in terms of how we view leadership. And I'd love to kick things off with just your definition of leadership. Mm, Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I give one a different one every single time I get asked, but um, the way I see leadership is understanding the honor and responsibility that it is to have an influence over other people. So it's really about how we carry ourselves. It has nothing to do with whether we manage people, whether we have followers, whether we are at the head of corporations or movements, projects. It has everything to do with how we carry ourselves. And I see it as carrying ourselves with that understanding and acknowledgement that we have an influence, we have an impact in other people's lives and in this world. And that is an honor and a responsibility. So to me, to carry ourselves in true leadership means to carry ourselves with true intentionality and integrity because we understand that our presence in this world has an impact and we choose to have that presence, have an impact that is good, an impact that is um, supportive to the collective. Mm, I love that. And I resonate so deeply with that. And at the same time, it feels like everything that you just said is what's missing in leadership Mm. today. And I know that you feel this, um, but there's like so many different components that are missing. And a lot of it is due to just the, the presence of the digital space, the online world and how that's Mm. impacted people and how they show up. Um, but I'd love to hear from you. What do you personally see as missing in leadership today? Yeah. Embodiment to start with, um, really having done the inner work enough so that we can show up to leadership because we understand that we are part of the collective and we want to contribute to a greater vision and mission for this world versus having our wounded egos run the show and get us to do quote unquote leadership so that we can get praise, validation, um, a sense of stability or security through income and all of these different things that aren't necessarily bad, but when they are driving the show are just not effective and they're not conducive of true embodied leadership. So I feel like the thing that's missing most in today's, again, quote unquote, leadership space is the embodiment piece. It's really people that have done the work to know their shadows, to know their I don't fully resonate with the with the concept weak, but for the purpose of this conversation, I'll say they're weak points to know where they may default into ineffective or not so in integrity, not so in truth patterns, so that they can have through that awareness 
a choice to do different. And a lot of the people that are wanting to be in the leadership space and calling themselves leaders, they become leaders because they change their Instagram bio and they say that they are leaders. They become leaders because they proclaim themselves as leaders without having done the inner work necessary to understand what true leadership is and having a continuation to really look at themselves on a daily basis so that they can continue to show up in integrity, so that they can continue to show up with embodiment. And without that, we cannot have true leadership. Mm, yeah, I love that. I actually shared something about that today um, on social media. Just ha- it's like the rites of passage have become lost, you know, back mm. in the day. Um, our ancestors had to undergo a rite of passage of some sort in order to be yeah. initiated into the work of being a leader. And today mm-hmm. that initiation is lost. It, it's a yes. self-initiation, a self-proclamation. And with that comes a massive bypassing of the work that it actually takes to become a leader. Um, or as you say, to, to become the embodiment of it. And embodiment is a word that is thrown around a lot. And I think people don't quite, there's a lot of people that don't really quite understand what that truly means to be embodied. So I'd love for you to share in your own words, what it means to be an embodied leader. Yeah. So the way I see embodied leadership is about, again, how we be and how we carry ourselves when nobody's looking, when nobody's watching. Who are we when there's no cameras, when there's no likes coming from Instagram, when there's no money involved? Who are we? Like, who are we really? And it's about the relationship that we have with leadership when nobody's there to look. And again, embodiment is one of those words that depending on what we apply it to, we can say it means a thing or another. You know, I do a lot of embodiment work with somatics and retraining the nervous system. And in that context, I would say a different thing about embodiment. But for embodied leadership is really having learned to have or have undergone those initiations, those rites of passage that you speak about so that we can know our leadership from within and we can lead from the inside out versus from the outside in. So in a really general, basic way to explain this, I would say the the direction from where your leadership is coming is what makes it embodied or not. Are you coming from the inside out? Or are you coming from the outside in? Are you leading yourself powerfully in your relationships and your friendships? When you go to the coffee store, when you get triggered by somebody, are you living in those moments? Are you really carrying yourself as a leader when nobody is there to praise you, validate you, pay you for it or not? Mm, yeah. So, so important for people to understand the difference Um, because it's really easy to get wrapped up in seeking external validation, especially again, the online space is built um, to fuel that, to fuel the addiction to the validation with the like buttons and so on. Um, But true leadership isn't about that. You know, it's about who you're being in any given moment. Why is this work so important to you? Beautiful question. I see the world and the way it is. And to be completely honest, it breaks my heart. Mm. 
And I think that we deserve so much better. And I dream of a world where we can all live in harmony with the earth and with one another, where every single person, regardless of their financial status, of their the color of their skin, of their um, sexual orientation, of what country they grew up in or what family raised them, that every person strikes a chance, that every person can know that they are enough, that they have a place, that they belong, so that justice and peace and freedom prevails. And I see this as such a no-brainer that we get to all have access to the resources that Mother Earth gave to us freely, that every single human on this earth should have access to clean water and pure air and rich, organic, beautiful soil and food and education and education, not indoctrination, Mm -hmm. and health. And when I see the world that we live in and how it operates, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. It does not make sense. And it boils my blood in a way. There's something in me that's like, how do we end up living in this BS play game? I don't understand it. And I see the vision of what's possible. I see our future being ancient and really the the answer in drawing back and learning back from the people that knew how to have right relations with everything and everyone on this earth. And I see this shift as only possible if more of us stand up for humanity and learn how to lead ourselves in a conscious embodied way for as long as we continue to play this game where we are all trying to get somewhere to climb the ladder get to the top of the mountain nobody knows what mountain it is (laughs) nobody has ever been able to get to the top of it but everybody's trying to get there unless we learn how to reclaim our sovereignty from within unless we know and learn how to be embodied leaders i don't see this picture happening and this picture matters so much to me this vision this world matters so much to me and i feel that we that is what we deserve as humanity so the more of us that really learn to reclaim our power and take our power back from all the places structures systems thoughts beliefs patterns, behaviors that we gave it away to, the more chances we have to really live in a world that makes sense, to live in a world where freedom, justice, and peace, as I was saying, prevails. So this is why this is everything to me. This matters more than anything to me. Yeah. I can feel the passion in your voice and in your presence and Uh, There's just so many similarities in the work that we do. And I get so excited when I'm around someone who really gets it. And I think that there's, there's more of us out there. Like there's a lot of people who are, especially right now at this point in our lifetime, at, at this juncture in humanity, I think, especially right now, people are craving this depth of leadership. You know, it's no longer about how far you can go or how much you can achieve. It's about who you're being and how deep you're willing to go. Mm -hmm. Um, It's no longer about the external accolades. It's about the inner work and how much of that you, how devoted you are to your own inner work. Yeah. You know, because right now we cannot uh, show up as leaders. We cannot call ourselves leaders if we have not devoted ourselves to our own healing to our own Mm -hmm. inner work. 
And I know that this is something you feel me deeply on um, because I see your devotion to the inner work as well. And um, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about what that looks like for you. What does the inner work look like for you personally? Mm, Yeah, big question because it looks like many different things on a daily basis, but on a, on a nutshell, it looks like choosing it every day. I'll start there. It's not something that you do once and then graduate. And that is it. It's a daily choice. It's a daily choice and a daily commitment to being in truth, to being in truth. I recently did a feedback interview with my partner, Brad. And one of the things he said about me and my strengths, he was like, you are, relentlessly committed to your inner work. Like there is not day or situation where I don't see you show up for that. Mm -hmm. And it's a choice that I make in every moment when something is uncomfortable to really look at what is this trigger trying to teach me? What is this here for versus sitting in the comfort of projecting onto somebody else's um, when something doesn't go the way I want it is my daily choice and my daily commitment to really looking at, am I getting in the way of the things that I say I want to manifest in my reality or am I resisting life as it is? And can I lean in a little deeper into surrender, into seeing what's actually meant to happen? It's a daily choice of showing up for practices and tools and using tools and resources that I know support me versus allowing my ineffective patterns and behaviors to run the show. It's a daily commitment and practice and choice to make better and do better. And it comes down to truth with oneself. So my journey has looked like many different things, um, hundreds of plant medicine ceremonies around the world, countless ego deaths in and really getting to my knees with humility, really looking at myself in the most humble ways. It's looked like somatic work. It's looked like um, leadership trainings. It's looked like mindset work, behavioral work, like so many different modalities, tools, resources that I have supported myself with and that I have been mentored with to really get to this place of having enough that I can use to support myself with as I continue to choose on a daily basis to do the inner work. So the main thing on a tangible way for anybody listening is to really commit to self-responsibility, knowing that when something triggers you, there's medicine in there for you. When you feel a resistance towards something, there's medicine in there for you. When you find yourself thinking that another person did or say or behaved in a certain way and that's why you feel x y and z it's always about you and that opportunity that commitment on a daily basis to self-responsibility is how we start committing to the inner work and it will look different you will draw from different resources tools exercises modalities techniques healing um plants, all of these different things um, that you can use to commit to the inner work, but that's where you start. You start by committing yourself to being self-responsible and understanding, again, that you can play the game outside in or you can play inside out. And if you're playing inside out, then it all starts and ends with you. 
and projections do not have a space and blaming and thinking that somebody else is responsible or or something or that we need something from the external world but is it well it's okay that we feel that way sometimes because we're only human it's about recognizing that there is nothing but an illusion and we get to come back and recommit to self-responsibility so it looks different every day but that is where i start knowing that I'm doing this work for myself and it's everything for me. It's between me and God. It's between me and the earth. It's between me and me versus thinking that something has something to do with what other people are doing, what other people are thinking, what other people are feeling. And again, we are human. So it's this paradox of really being deeply self-responsible and having compassion for when we forget and we do project and we do think that it has something to do with somebody else. Mm -hmm. I hope this answers your question. Yeah, definitely. And I think it gives everyone a deeper perspective on what that really looks like. Cause I think a lot of people, um, they think about the inner work and they're like, okay, tell me the things that I need to do. Like yeah. the journey, is it there, there's a journaling method. Is there specific questions? Is there a specific meditation, a type of breath work, this or that, like they want something tangible, but so much of this work is not tangible. It, it's more mm-hmm. so to me, I look at it as a, a process of self-discovery. Yeah. And like you said, self-responsibility, like really how much ownership can I take in my life? And am I choosing to be responsible for the life that I'm creating, the life that I have lived, the path that I'm heading in, or am I choosing to just coast through that? Um, exactly. And, and, and it's like a deep programming that we need to break away from the coasting, you know, the, the, just going along with everything to really grab hold of the reins and take back control and also understand the responsibility that comes was taking back control of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like there is not a four-step process to this. You were so used to downloading the freebie from Instagram or listening to the podcast, reading the book. Those things are great, but there is not a force, a process to these. And it's important to understand, like you learn the tools, you learn the resources, you learn the modalities or, or the things that can help you and have the mentors, have the coaches, have the healers. And then you got to commit and every day will look different. I, for instance, had a something uncomfortable come up in my relationship just um, a few days ago and how I dealt with it looked so different every day on the first day it looked like centering and grounding in my breath while I was having really painful uncomfortable conversations with my partner Mm -hmm. it looked like allowing myself to cry and be vulnerable and share my heart out the day after it looked like going to get a massage and then going to the waterfalls and sing to the waters and be with the waters just by myself and self-reflect. And then the day after it looked like doing parts work and then somatic exercises and getting to understand more what was happening internally. And then it looked like having a really uncomfortable conversation with my partner where I got really vulnerable and took ownership of a lot of things that I didn't want to take ownership for. And I felt deeply vulnerable to take ownership for. So how the inner work looked was really different every day. I utilized so many different modalities and tools and exercises, and I did so many different things. But the bottom line was the same. I was committed to truth and I was committed to self-responsibility. 
and I chose it every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that example. I think it's, um, again, like we seek out the tangible tools and the step-by-step instructions. And often it's not that it's like trusting ourselves in each given moment. Um, and, following through with what what it is that we need and people listening might be thinking well well, great but how what does this have to do with leadership it has everything to do with leadership because leadership begins with who you're being and who you're being depends on the work that you're doing on yourself you know if we're not doing this work on ourselves if we're not facing our shadows if we're not healing our traumas if we're going to show up from a wounded place projecting our traumas and our wounds into our work, onto our clients, into our messaging. Uh, and, and that, that in itself is, is it leads us away from what it is that we truly seek for humanity, you know? And it's like, I, I think right now, especially during this time, I think more and more people, and I don't know if you, you felt this, but it feels like more and more people are becoming open to the inner work because the last year and a half, almost two years now has pushed us face to face with our traumas. It's slowed us down. It's forced us to pause. It's isolated much of the world. And so you're just with yourself and your thoughts and people have come face to face with their traumas and realizing, holy shit, like I need to either deal with this or I'm going to be living with this. It's like the autopilot part of us is gone. And this is also showing up in the leadership space with more leaders feeling the call to create that depth within themselves. And I'm just curious to know if you felt something similar or seen or witnessed something similar. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the reasons is something you mentioned is all of the distractions were taken away. (laughs) So in a way, people that used to numb on a daily basis or weekly basis with alcohol, drugs, pornography, Netflix, going out, clubbing, all of those things, some of those things you can still do when you're locked in your house, but for how long? Mm-hmm. Like for how long can you distract yourself until something just says enough? It's like they've turned up the volume of the chaos and nonsense in this world and people are really being pushed to their edges. And I see this as an invitation for everybody to make a choice to consciously choose before it wasn't uncomfortable enough for most people to choose. We could distract ourselves. We could go about our lives as if nothing was happening. But now it's like the volume of discomfort has gone up and we're seeing, oh, okay, if I don't choose now, how would the world look like in a few years? If I don't choose now, what will my children have to endure because I didn't choose? If I don't choose now, what do I have to put up with? And I feel like a lot of people, even those who weren't doing the inner work, who weren't even interested, are having this this calling within of enough is enough. There's something weird about being told what to do. There's something weird about being human rights being taken away. There's something weird about being obviously lied to in so many different ways, regardless of what people's views on everything that's happening is, there is some pretty obvious lies that we've all been told that have come up later on. And I feel like people are feeling this, this discomfort, this I've had enough. 
And then because we have enough in that realm, when we're looking at our politicians and the quote unquote leaders that are running society and the things that how they're being done, because we've had enough of that, then this translates to every single other area of our lives. And we look at Instagram leaders or influencers, and all of a sudden we're not looking at them with the same lenses that we were looking at them before, because now we're wearing the lenses of truth. We're seeking for truth. We're we're thirsty for depth. We're thirsty for realness. So when we see leaders and energetically, they're not vibrating at the frequency of truth and depth and embodiment, we can feel it. So I feel like more and more people, like you said, are craving this depth and not longer wanting to go for the performative leadership, but really craving to do the inner work, to get really real, to remember what truly matters because of everything that has happened, turning on the volume and taking the distractions away, um, which I think it's so amazing. I'm personally excited. Mm, yeah, me too. Especially when you word it that way. I think it's hard to not yeah. be excited about what's to come. And um, there's really such a huge opportunity being presented right now in humanity. And for those mm. leaders who are feeling called um, to step forward, to rise up, to, to take a stand. And that calling isn't just about taking the, the stand, um, the external stand. It's about taking an internal stand um, for yourself, for your evolution, for your growth, to really be the leader that you need to be to lead this purpose, this mission, this vision that you have for the greater good, for the greater good of humanity. And that's such a, it's such a beautiful calling. And it's one that comes with so much responsibility. And that's the piece that I think people don't necessarily see is the responsibility of it all. Like with great influence comes great responsibility with leadership mm -hmm. comes responsibility. Anytime that you are working with someone a client that comes with great responsibility. And I think it's really easy for people to forget the responsibilities involved. And I love that you bring that into the table by, by first starting with the self-responsibility. Because mm -hmm. it feels like the people who don't really take full responsibility for their presence as a leader are the ones who are also not like completely bypassing their own self-responsibility and instead yeah. they're just chasing something else like significance or their ego. Mm -hmm. um, for the leaders who are listening today, who see what we see, who are on the same page, who get excited at, at the idea of this vision for humanity that we're talking about, but perhaps are feeling hesitant or scared or uncertain of the inner work, because let's face it, that shit can get pretty scary confront mm -hmm. our own stuff to confront our mm -hmm. own shadows. What is it that you could say to them right now? Seek support to start with. Absolutely. Do not try to do it by yourself. It's um, 
such a rookie mistake, in my opinion. And so why would you try to do it by yourself? Seek somebody that can reflect back at you, not only your shadows and support you and hold you accountable and help you do this inner work, but also your light that can remind you of the true power within you, that can remind you of the sovereignty that you can reach within yourself, that can help you to decolonize your mind so that you can remember the truth of who you are and what you're here to do. Seek someone, um, someone support, really find the mentors, the coaches, the guides that can hold you accountable and remind you of the truth because we are collectively facing really big trauma. So it is not just that when you do the inner work, you are going to face your own traumas and your own shadows. You are going to be faced with the pain of humanity and Yes, it can be scary. Yes, sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable and all of those things. But when we have somebody that can remind us of the other side of the truth, it gets a lot easier. I could not have done it without my mentors, my teachers, that whenever I couldn't see something, pointed the finger at it and got real with me. And whenever I didn't remember or didn't believe in myself, could point the finger towards the other side and remind me of my power, of my true potency as a leader, as a human, as a woman. So first and foremost, have someone by your side that supports you. And yes, to having community, yes, to having friends, yes, to having your partners and um, business partners support you. However, I always encourage leaders and coaches, healers, to have coaches, to have mentors, because there is something about that type of relationship that no other relationship can give you. And it is so important to have someone that can do the reality check for you, both when you're in your ego and not really grounded and anchored in your purpose and your truth and your humility. And when you're in your ego and don't remember your truth and don't remember your potency and feel insecure or have fear because what we're after is so big and it is in my opinion, my personal feeling of this is that it is done. Mm -hmm. It is done. We're just catching up to that reality. Now, we can't catch up to it while the old power structures and systems, both within the world and within our own minds, are trying to grasp a hold of us. Mm -hmm. So in order to really liberate ourselves from all of the beliefs, um, patterns, behaviors, stories, attachments that keep us in prison and that keep us disempowered, we must do this work. And it gets way easier when we're doing it with someone that has embodied the tools, the resources, the knowledge to support us to remember. Mm -hmm. It's not really that you're hiring somebody to do it for you. Mm -hmm. You're hiring somebody to remind you of what you, within yourself, always new. Mm, yeah. It's so important. So important. I, I second that. I think that there's, you, could we do this work on our own? Possibly. Um, yeah. but we don't need to, you know, mm -hmm. we don't need to, um, for example, I've, I've had so, so many ayahuasca ceremonies where mm -hmm. things happen in ceremony and the next day I'm like, okay, wow, I have all this information. The medicine showed me all these things about myself. And 
there's a heaviness to it. But when I take that, what I, what I received and I share that with my teachers and they're able to reflect back that, which I do not see. Mm -hmm. They don't do, they don't tell me what it is. They just reflect Mm -hmm. back. They serve as a reflection. Let me reflect Mm -hmm. this back to you. It offers me the space to start to connect those dots, to start to see the actual message that was given. Same thing with just how we're showing up, like our friends, having community, like you said, is great. Having people around you who support you, who love you. That's amazing. It's so, so Mm -hmm. important. Right. But at the same time, those people aren't, uh, their job isn't to point out or highlight that, which you do not see. Whereas the coaches, the mentors that you choose to hire, to invest in, they, their job is literally to point out that which you do not see their job is to Mm -hmm. guide you yeah their job is to hold space for you and that's a different dynamic than being with community and i think it's a dynamic that's really needed for leaders because we hold so much space for other people and we forget that we also get to have that space held for us Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah, and it's so important when we look at, um, as you were mentioning at the start of this episode, you were talking about rites of passage mm-hmm. and initiations. Um, well, I, I love to use the word initiations. And when we look at those rites of passage, there was always an elder, there was always a mentor, a guide, a teacher that initiated mm-hmm. those people into leadership. Um, back in the day, men, little boys used to have initiations, rites of passage into manhood. Little girls used to have them for into becoming women, right? And we've lost that, but it is so important that we remember that that is how it was done. And there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And if we look at how society and how leadership worked back in the day when that was happening and in the cultures when that was done and how it is working now, mm-hmm. it's really easy to see what, what works best. <laughs> and remember that we get to, we get to re-choose, we get to have those rites of passage, those initiations. And life will naturally take us through initiations, but it's so important that we have somebody that we can trust, that we see as embodied, that we see as um, knowledgeable, that we see as honest to support us in this path. Because as you said, we can do it by ourselves for sure. Like if you're meant to do it, God will guide you. You will do it. Absolutely. And it's a lot easier more graceful, more fun, more beautiful, more nourishing and faster to do it with support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, um, you know, with the initiations too, it, it, what you said about the initiations are naturally there, like they come, but not everyone chooses to see it, you know, and as a leader, you need to choose to see these experiences as, initiations. You need to choose to see these experiences as the initiation into that next level or the next depth of your leadership and understand, and instead of trying to rush through it or trying to bypass it, 
to go through it and to be with it. And that's often the tough part, right? Because everyone's in such a rush these days, Um, but to actually be with it and, and let that initiation unfold, let that experience unfold so that you can gather all the wisdom and the tools that are being shown to you, that are being gifted to you in that moment that you can then take and apply into your leadership. Yeah. And it's been lost. We live in such a disposable instant society. Do you want water? Open the top. Do you want meal? Just put some hot water and you have ramen. You know, like we have all of this. You want to talk to somebody on the other side of the world, just press one button. So we're used to that. And we have um, become used to bypassing the importance of integration Mm. and integration is key for so many aspects of our lives and for leadership for embodied leadership. Yeah. So with that, that's another buzzword, right? Like we, both, both you and I, and so many people use this word integration and, um, it's what's missing. It's what's missing in, in, in personal development. It's what's missing in spiritual development. It's what's missing in plant medicine. It's what's missing in leadership. This is what's missing, but what is it? What is integration? Mm, yeah, great question. Again, this is another one of those questions where I will give you a different answer every day. But how I see it comes back to the commitment. It's choosing to be with what is and respond to it in a conscious, intentional way. So instead of trying to bypass it, rush it, distract ourselves from it, numb ourselves from it, try to outsource our way to the next step, is actually being with it. Integration is in the presence, amount of presence that we can bring to what is, and then responding with intentionality. Mm. And I will even say reverence Mm -hmm. to what life is sending to us. So in order to integrate plant medicine ceremonies, you have to be with them. You have to be with what came up. You cannot just go straight back to social media, Netflix, chatting, working, um, drinking, drugs, whatever it is that you do and expect that the work is done, that you drink the magic tea or the magic powder and then that it's done. Mm -hmm. You get to integrate those lessons through being present to what is and responding with intentionality and reverence to the different situations that life throws your way. So on a tangible way, how integration may look like is creating space on a daily basis to be with the thoughts, the feelings that may arise after you do a deep process, after you do a leadership program or a plant medicine ceremony or have a breakup, go through a breakup, like things like that, initiations that life throws at us you get to create daily space to intentionally be present to what is Mm -hmm. so that through this deep presence and intentionality, you can choose differently. That is where the integration takes place. When you create the space to be present to what's happening and choose differently. Otherwise you can drink all of the ayahuasca in the world. You can do all of the DMT, do whatever it is that you do, all of the things and your life will continue to be the same. I see this so often. People have these amazing, incredible prayers and ceremony and they drink all this medicine and they go to all these ecstatic dances and like retreats and all of these things, but their life doesn't match the potency of their prayer. Mm-hmm. The life does not match the potency of the captions they write, the quotes they put on Instagram. 
Why? Because the integration is missing, because they go from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other, without creating this intentional space and time to actually be, mm-hmm. be present, understanding that things take time, that you don't change like this. You don't become a new person like this. You can, but in order to really make this a reality and something that anchors in who you be and how you lead and how you do things, you get to be present to it. Mm-hmm. You get to choose it intentionally every single day. And that's what most people aren't doing. Mm-hmm. They're downloading the freebies. They're hiring the coaches, maybe even, but they're not really doing the work. Mm-hmm. Going to the plum medicine ceremonies, facing the shadows, but they're not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you go to all these different experiences to watch a movie. You go to go on a trip. You go to accumulate some information conceptually in your brain, but never do anything about it. I call that the folder in our brain that it's like all those things that I learned about that I will never make a use of. You don't want to have a really big file in your brain with those things. Mm -hmm. You want to draw those things and actually create space to be with them so that they can become second nature to you. They can become part of who you are and how you lead. Yes. A hundred percent. I love the way that you describe that. And I think it's, um, again, it's like words are just words. But what does it actually mean, you know, and how do we bring that into our life? And uh, I remember um, uh, multiple plant medicine ceremonies where people who sat with me shared later that I didn't have an experience. And it's so interesting when that happens, because that's happened to me too. You know, I've sat in, in a few ceremonies where it's like, especially early on, like there was no experience. There was quote unquote, no experience. But I I gave myself permission to be in that place, that state of like, quote unquote, no experience. And through the integration, realizing that that was the experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what the integration work is about. It's not just about, uh, a download that you receive and then you apply it. It's not just about a message you get or a nugget of wisdom or something you read in a book. It's about how you allow that to assimilate in, in your, your somatic system. It's how you take that and work it into your life, into your leadership. It's how you show up in all of it in the process of it and allowing there to be a process, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing that integration isn't just this like one day and you're done, you know, it's, it's a process and just being with that process. And again, not trying to rush it. And I love what you said earlier about the disposable instant society, because it is, you know, I often Mm -hmm. say like people treat um, leadership, like a cup of instant noodles, you know, and it's not, and we've just become so accustomed, so entrained to receive things instantly. And this work Mm -hmm. is not instant. Now it can be, if you are really devoted to the integration piece, things can happen Mm -hmm. very rapidly, but when you resist that, when you're bypassing it, when you're distracting yourself from it, that's when the process takes a really long time. Um, 
so yeah. Um, oh my God. I feel like we could talk. Like, I feel like we could do a whole show (laughs) 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 and talk about this shit all day. Um, but we're reaching the end of this episode and I just, I would love for you to share for our listeners, a potent truth that really sums up the message that you would love to gift them with this in this moment. Mm. Yeah. What's coming up in this moment is it's not, it has nothing to do with anybody else. And this is important. It's important that you understand this. It has nothing to do with nobody else. Your leadership has nothing to do with nobody else. Yes, you may learn some tools and some resources and some modalities that can help others in their path. And you may get known for that. You may support people and receive money in exchange. You may create some creations that get known in the world, but that is not what leadership is about. Your leadership starts with how you carry yourself, how you be when nobody's watching. And it's between you and God. It's between you and the earth. It's between you and you. So yes to serving the world. Yes to being there for others. But remember that you're doing this for yourself. You're doing this for your own liberation, for your own growth and expansion. And your leadership has nothing to do with nobody else. Mm. Mm. To everyone listening, just hit that 15 second rewind button a few times and listen to that. (laughs) you know, like at least three times and let that sink in um, because it's, it is really easy to make this all about others and forgetting the essence of like, but this is about you. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Sigrid. I just, the more that we connect, the more I appreciate you. And I just want to take a moment to honor you for mm-hmm. the devotion that you have to yourself and to your growth and to your expansion and to the inner work because it is truly, and I mean, truly reflected in your service and the way in which you show up in this world. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you for sharing your presence with us today. Thank you so much. And likewise, I see that in you. Mm -hmm. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining me and Sigrid for an episode of Potent Truth where we are taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a friend, share it with your community and drop a rating and review on iTunes and feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your biggest insights. I'll have our links in the show notes and make sure you check back Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Aho family.